0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. If you're new to OutKick the Show, we try to react live to whatever the big stories are that might be going on. Congratulations to the Vanderbilt Commodores tonight winning the for a second College World Series title for Tim Corbin. But I watched also while I was watching that, while I was also watching the U.S. men against Panama while I was putting on Spider-Man for my four-year-old trying to feed him and everything else uh, I also was watching the Democratic debate there were 10 candidates on the stage tonight there will be 10 uh, candidates on the stage tomorrow Uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, everybody coming in here to hang out and watch a live reaction show to what we just saw. A lot of different things I want to dive into I was taking notes, I was jotting down ideas as I watched this, I sent out some tweets uh, reacting to it as well. Uh, What I would say as a preliminary is I actually did not think there was very much conversation about Joe Biden at all. Joe Biden, I think, has been running a nearly perfect campaign. We'll see if anybody can basically get a glove on him tomorrow night when he's actually on the stage with nine other people but he is dominant right now and the only candidate within hailing distance of him that was on the stage is Elizabeth Warren and I thought basically she didn't get a glove on her either and obviously I'm using boxing analogies here I thought that this was a disastrous performance by Beto O'Rourke. His presidential campaign, I believe, is effectively over. I don't know what he was doing tonight I thought from the moment this thing started when he came out and spoke in Spanish and it seemed like he was the definition of trying too hard it seemed like every question he answered was scripted that he had memorized everything almost Sarah Palin-esque back in the day he got asked a direct question do you support a 70% top tax rate? that's a straightforward question you can answer that with a yes or a no he was unable to provide an answer at all in either English or Spanish I thought it was a really bad performance by him. Um, I thought that the two most reasonable candidates on the stage from my personal opinion were Tulsi G- Gabbard, who I actually think is really intriguing. Um and she really landed some probably the most devastating blows of the entire uh campaign so far uh during the debate on the uh the congressman from Ohio who, look, I don't think he was that out, out of sorts in terms of the argument that he was making, uh, but he didn't deliver it very well and she really walloped him. And I think she's got an incredible uh, history and background given her service in the armed forces. Um, I, I think she's a more accomplished version of Mayor Pete who just hasn't been able to break through so far. I also thought the other person who was eminently reasonable uh, was the, uh, the former congressman uh, Delaney, um, I believe, is his name, the guy who was on the far right as you were watching the screen. I thought he was uh, really good, John Delaney. I thought he said a lot of very reasonable things. And I thought, as a key point here, okay, this election is ultimately going to be decided in the industrial Midwest, right? What happens in Michigan? What happens in Pennsylvania? What happens in Minnesota? What happens in Ohio? that's where this election is going to be decided. I think Trump is going to end up winning Florida. I think Trump is going to end up winning North Carolina. I think both of those states are going to be in the Donald Trump campaign before all is said and done. And ultimately, this election is going to come down to what Democrat can best deliver the industrial heartland. And the only two Democrats on the stage tonight who even bothered to point out that fact were Amy Kulbacher, whose name I always mangle, who is the senator from Wisconsin, uh, from Minnesota. And the other one was the, uh, the congressman who, uh, who really got wrapped, uh, Tim Ryan, from Ohio. They talked about the fact that they got to compete in 2020 in, uh, in the industrial heartland and that they can deliver, they can beat Trump there. Obviously, Wisconsin is a part of that too. That's where this election is going to be decided. And everything else is just noise. And if you are making an argument predicated on electability. I don't understand why only two of them even make that argument right now. Uh, I thought it was a lost opportunity for the other candidates. Hey, I can win this election. Here's how I'm going to win this election. Let me tell you. It's the biggest audience you're ever going to have. In general, I did not think that there were any real points that were scored. I don't think that tonight's debate is going to change the trajectory of anything. I also thought, I know that, that Donald Trump tweeted out boring, I didn't think that Donald Trump was actually that much of a focal point of the uh, of the election uh, debate either. Uh, now I know, again, he's the president so he's going to be mentioned but he really wasn't mentioned that much. And what I would say stood out to me as well was the degree to which the Democratic Party has become, in many senses of the word, an anti-capitalistic organization. I mean, it's amazing to me how many attacks I heard made upon corporations during the course of this two-hour debate. Maybe I'm just a middle-of-the-road guy. But where do people think that jobs come from? The government can't employ everyone. We need dynamic, capitalistic growth in this country in order for employment to occur. Demonizing corporations as the bad guys in a capitalistic society, makes no sense. Now, does it make sense maybe sometimes to argue that CEOs are overpaid? Sure. Does it make sense to argue that corporations are taking too many jobs and shipping them overseas? Sure. But why wouldn't you argue aggressively if you're a reasonable Democrat right now? I think we can fix some of the corporate malfeasance that's going on. But we got to embrace capitalism wholeheartedly because that's actually how we cure economic inefficiencies in this country. You can't solve poverty without jobs. Everything comes down and boils down to jobs. And the place that is going to create the most jobs are small business and big business. And so that's what troubles me. Like I'm an unabashed capitalist. I think there's an opportunity for somebody in the Democratic field because they're all competing for that same ridiculous social justice warrior woke crown and I think that's what Joe Biden's been able to take advantage of so far. Joe Biden has been able to avoid getting drawn into a lot of this internecine warfare Um, and the degree to which Democrats have pivoted away from capitalism. Go back and look at the campaigns that Bill Clinton ran. Go look at Al Gore's campaign go look at Obama in 08. The anti-capitalistic bent was not a part of their campaigns. Um, and and that, is, uh, that is troubling to me as someone who is looking at the way this debate is going to be taking place over the course of you know, the next several months. I think a bunch of candidates will be dropping out soon although I think the challenge the Democrats may have is this and I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this A lot of people running for president right now have no chance of getting elected president. They are running because their employment prospects improve the longer they stay in the election. You get so much free media now, there's this idea that people are going to start dropping out of the race. I don't know necessarily that that's true. When running for office has become a job of its own. Why would you decide to drop out of a race if you've got the ability to go on a debate and talk to millions of people and increase your overall name recognition? I think the Democrats may have a big issue with this because right now I think there are four candidates that have an actual chance to get the Democratic nomination and four might be an exaggeration. Biden is clearly number one. I think number two, close to passing Bernie Sanders is Elizabeth Warren and I think it's ultimately going to turn into Biden versus Warren. But certainly Bernie is still in the mix and we'll see how he does tomorrow. And then, right now, the only person I would say that's even in the four spot is Mayor Pete. And I think he's starting to fade pretty quickly. So I think it's going to happen that it's like a three-horse race pretty soon. And what you're really going to see is Warren and uh, and Bernie going head-to-head to try to be the progressive alternative to a more mainstream Joe Biden. And I think what you're also going to see is the media is desperate for this to turn into a real battle. The Republicans are not going to have a nominating convention uh, battle. They're not going to have a nomination contest at all. Donald Trump is in. And the media desperately needs big ratings from the Democrats. And if Joe Biden just continues to run away with this thing then we got Biden versus Trump and the media has no story for the next year. They need they need to create stories to make money and they need democratic battles. And so watch how this plays out. MSNBC and CNN they need to create uncertainty about the Democratic presidential nomination because if Biden continues to be a 15-18 point lead they don't make money. Because people tune out. Already the ratings are starting to go down. I'm curious what's going to happen with the ratings for these two nights of the Democratic debate. Uh, But I think that there is a fear if you talk to the business side of these networks that there ain't a story. You need a race. You need uncertainty. And I don't think there's anything out there that could actually make this happen. So, uh, I appreciate all of you. I wanted to give you my uh, initial early reads. Um, I, I would say this too. Try this occasionally. Um, drop off the sound and just watch the facial reactions and the way the body language carries itself. It is a tremendous part of the overall story of how people respond to debates, going all the way back to Nixon versus Kennedy and the way that the radio versus television debate was uh, was was decided. I'll also say this bad look for MSNBC to have their mics not work. I mean, come on. Look, you're talking to the guy who has had four years of phones not working on his radio show but you can't have that technical failure take place in the middle of the biggest night of the year for MSNBC. You can't leave everybody else's mics on. They're lucky they didn't get a crazy behind-the-scenes ridiculous statement, at least not so far that seems to have come out from one of the candidates who didn't know that they... one of the moderators that didn't know they were actually on. Maybe Russia's to blame uh, for that. Uh, maybe the MSNBC can get some juice out of that. Maybe Putin was the one who uh, hacked into uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the audio files there. But I love all of you. Uh, my name is Clay Travis. I want to give you a feedback here. I'll try to give you feedback tomorrow. Again, congrats to the Vandy Boys baseball team. How about that goal by Josie Altidore? Incredible bicycle kick goal against Panama. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow on the radio show 6 a.m., about 7 hours from now or less, whatever the math is on that. I will be live uh, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun 3 hours of radio tomorrow. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, boys and girls, unless you need to SBAP. I'll see you guys. Love you. Thank you, Facebook. See y'all.